detective. Thrill me. Jared, we've received a letter here at the the podcast. Mm. It says, I know what you did last summer. Right. I don't know what they assumed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they assumed we did other than release subpar podcasting. <laughs> that is a film for tonight, though. Now Gibbo's not here with us, so we've gone from three plus a, a guest host last week to just the two of us. Mm. I think the, uh, the two the other two are probably really happy they didn't get caught up in yeah. this one. Yeah, I don't think Gibbo's too upset. No, I didn't think he would be. Quick. Whip round. Mm-hmm. What have you been watching? Mine is short and sweet. Oh, mate. Mine's shorter, probably. I watched Urban Legend. Mm. <laughs> How did that come about? <laughs> <laughs> Whilst looking... <laughs> <laughs> Whilst looking for... I know what you did last summer on DVD. I was in the, you know, the second-hand place. Yeah, CXU yeah. or whatever it's called. Yep. I've come across a double pack. I know what you did last summer, and House of Wax, $2.50. Mm. That's all right. House of Wax is actually yeah, all right. House of Wax is all right. Grabbed it. As I'm piv- pivoting away from the stacks, what do I run into? Didn't pivot fast enough. Oh, not quick enough. Three pack of Urban Legend pictures, oh, $5. Yeah. <laughs> Took it. <laughs> Watch the first one. Took it back? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they have a refund policy down there. But yeah, but you might get a dollar back. Um. It's not too. It's actually not that bad. It, <laughs> don't laugh. <laughs> the urban legends and and the actual set pieces are well handled, really well handled. Mm, debatable because they, they use the whole. There's someone in the back seat. Yeah. yeah. They use the 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 boy the boyfriend hung above the car. Yep. They also use. Yeah, aren't you glad you yeah. t- didn't turn the light on? And all of them, I think, are done well. Those particular set pieces. They also use one involving. Um, Household chemicals and cleaning products. Yeah, yeah, I believe yeah. so. There's Another a, good one. Yeah, there's a dead dead <laughs> dog, isn't there? Or a dog in a microwave yeah. as well. Like they use a few that I'd never heard of, but you do know of them. Yeah. Whereas the sequels just blithely went away from any of that. Like the well, only one I remember in the sequel that was even remotely uh, urban legend was the kidney. Yeah, well, the, the third one, they ran out and just decided to base the whole film on an urban legend. Yeah, the Bloody Mary. Just Candy Man. Yeah. yeah. Not great, but. No. Watchable. The only other thing no, I did no, is I actually. <laughs> <laughs> I read Stephen King book, Mr. Mercedes. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. The bike, is, the bike gets better with, with age, I think. Funny you say that, because I'm currently <laughs> reading uh, Jeez, Revival. Mate. I'm also currently reading yeah. it. Fuck. It's Get a doorstop. Next year on that one. Yeah, it's a doorstop. I'm two fifty in. Yeah, yeah. So I've just scratched the surface on it, but mm. um, yeah, it's it's a fantastic book. There's no doubt about that. And the movie right. got a lot of those pieces right. Yeah. Uh, no, but that's it. Right. Okay. So I uh, I had one on my last week's list that I forgot to mention actually, which was the New Zealand horror flick called Deathgasm. <laughs> <laughs> People are taking us seriously. Uh, right? I'm, yeah, taking piss, us seriously. I'm taking the piss out of you, but I'm actually going to go out and say it was bloody good. Yeah. <laughs> it was very good, right. very much Evil Dead inspired, but it was um, yeah I on a budget. I'm assuming. on a on a on a very shoestring shoestring budget. Um, it reminded me a little bit of Wormwood in that. Oh yeah, that okay. they 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 dragged every sort of every dollar they could out. They did they did pretty well with it. I would recommend it. I was laughing heartily through the whole thing. Um. I also watched 
half a season of American Vandal. Oh, I started <laughs> watching that too. Yeah, yeah. It's actually very funny. Like the the way that they're playing on making a murderer and those yeah. sort of docos. <clears throat> at the end of each Excuse episode, me. the end of each episode, they come out with a new bit of information. But the entire thing is about you know, did this bloke draw graffiti, dicks, draw graffiti on- dicks on cars or didn't he? It's it's pretty funny. Yeah. And the last one I watched, which just dreadful. And I hate to say that, but it was uh, one of Dolph Lundgren's uh, recent efforts called Larceny. Is this the one that's just come to Netflix? <laughs> yeah. Because it's on my list. Oh, mate. Should I take it off? It's... No, no, I haven't. <laughs> no, it's cheap as chips. It is just... I mean, there's one part where they're in a prison and there's a shot that pretty clearly shows, if you couldn't tell already, that it's just a massive warehouse. You can kind of see in the... In the the opposite end, you can kind of see like a massive sort of barn door kind of set up. You can see that it's just a corrugated iron warehouse, basically, and there's some very, very poor directing, like amateur hour stuff, like, you know, getting a conversation from one side and then crossing the line and having a shot from the directly the other side. So someone turns away to walk and then the screen direction's all screwed up because they cut back to the other side and it makes it look like they're walking off the other direction. It like... Just amateur, real amateur stuff. Right. Yeah, it's just <laughs> dreadful. It's- I love you said it was low calibre. Low calibre, it is. <laughs> um, and it makes me sad because Dolph's still displaying a little bit of that charm and charisma. Look, I said it to you after you wrote to me and said it was pure shit. <laughs> was it, it's disappointing. Dolph's not the greatest actor in the world. No. But he's, he's good enough to be in better shit. Yeah, yeah. He's got. He's ended up in like the good thing is he's he's, he's occasionally busted out of that. Yeah. The Expendables. He's popped up in a couple other little. You know, Aquaman's going to be his renaissance, mate. Well, you just wait. Maybe. Um, and, and and I think he just he probably deserves it. I think he does a reasonable job without yeah. being. Maybe he's not a leading man anymore. Maybe no, it's look, best that he steps back into those you know those character roles. But I mean the thing with this is. You've got to be um, a character actor. Well, you can, still get, but you can still get a flick that we'll watch and enjoy out of these blokes. Like I look at Arnie and Stallone in Escape Plan. Yeah, yeah. Look, it wasn't great, but I enjoyed it and I had a bit of fun with it. But this one's just, it's on Steven Seagal level. It's that cheap. But that's what it's I'm saying. Just, They're a tier, these guys are a tier, tier or two lower than Arnie and Sly. Yeah. So they can't get just, the dollars in. Yeah. But, you know, if you don't have money, don't set your film in a prison. Exactly. <laughs> Where do you sit? And the other thing was um, Lewis Mandalore showed up as like a Donald Trump type senator. And, oh, Corbin Burnson got fooled into a day's work too. <laughs> 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 he was there for a day. Oh, good. So it was an all-star D-rate cast. Yeah, it Is that was, yeah. Me? Beyond those three, I'd never heard of any of them. Would Just, it be fair to say that it's not, not one to chase down? No, don't. Don't go, <laughs> go, go for command performance before this one, perhaps. <laughs> I still want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> I am still hanging for that. And also Kindergarten Cop 2. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to watch That's got to come on Netflix soon, surely. Yeah, yeah. Or Stan, one of them. <clears throat> or Stan, yeah, yeah. You won't be able to watch it. Well, the, the, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll find a way. <laughs> All right, before we go any further, a couple of trailers dropped as well this week. There's the trailer for the Tomb Raider film. Yep. I actually thought it was all right. Yep. And I saw a video that kind of compared it, the trailer, sequences in the trailer, to the actual cutscenes in the the original game. Yeah. And they were all, you know, some of the beats are there. 
So it's obviously they're going for that plot line. Mm. And I think she, uh, Alicia Vikander is an excellent choice, like a really good choice. I, I, I didn't even think of her um, initially. And to see her in it, I think she's going to be really good. I, I said this the other day. I thought Angelina Jolie was an excellent choice as well. Just the films were shit. So you're obviously up on this one. I'm up. I'm up. I think this is... I'm looking forward to this. Because it's got a, a pretty good cast. Like, it's got... I think the villain's that Walton Goggins, is it? Yeah. He's, yeah, he's really my, good. I like him. One of my favourite actors. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, high, I'm high-ish on it so far. Yeah. Um, I'll just have to sort of get a sense once, you know, we get a bit closer to it. Mm. What, were your, what was your take? Yeah, I wasn't up. I wasn't quite up. I was... Uh, Aside. Aside thumb. Probably leaning towards up. I actually heard some things from people who liked the games that were disappointed that she doesn't look more like Lara Croft, whereas me, I thought that was the strong point. I thought the way she looked in those trailers looked bang on mm. the reboot games. Yeah. Um, and as you said, there were scenes out of there which just you can just remember playing through them almost. Yeah, yeah. So I was up with that part. I, was, I, I think she looks like she could do the job. The part that I wasn't so big on was that the rest of the trailer just looked like it was hard to get. It was hard to gauge. It just looked mm. like another one of these generic kind of indie takeoffs, like a mm. national treasure or a yeah. You know, it was it was hard to to actually get a get a sense of what the story's going to be, and it didn't really blow me away. The rest of the trailer, so it was more the visuals, how she looked as Lara Croft, and some of those bits from the games that I was like, okay, well they're gonna they're gonna at least give us the nods to that. So I was happy with that. Yeah. Cautiously optimistic, perhaps. Would be perhaps. Look, as far as her casting goes, I was actually very big on before they'd even got, when it was first announced, yeah. I was actually big on saying, well, why not take the girl who does it in the game? Mm. Um, she is an actress. I believe her name's Camilla Luddington or something. She's actually English. She looks the part. Like, you know, we've we've seen her as that that particular character in the games, which, let's face it, they're now blurring the lines between film and... Yeah. And, and I thought she was excellent in the games. Mm. But I can see why they've gone this way, mm. and I, I think it works. She's a really good actress, and she looks the part. Yeah. And I think it'll work in this case. So, yeah, I'm also optimistic. The other one was The Punisher. Yep. The new Marvel Netflix show. Yep. Just the way it was done... It looks dark. It looks gritty. It looks yeah. look. It's going away from the supernatural. Yep. This is the harder edge, reality based superhero type, mm. and I just love the way it's set to that Metallica song one. Yeah, yeah, that was a it's very just, good choice. It's just fantastic, and I think John Bernthal looks awesome. Yeah, yeah. in in the role. Yeah, speaking of um, well cast, I think yeah, he's, yeah, he's he perfect. Was just excellent in in Daredevil season two, he was just. Spot on, and I think he's going to be even better. Well, this is show, the you know? origin of it, isn't it, of Frank Castle? Well, some of that was sort of played out. So I actually, I think it's actually just continuing on from where we were. Okay. Um. So, but it will have it'll have some of that because that a lot of that was um played out in Daredevil. Yeah. So I'm pretty pretty pleased with it. I, I was very happy with the trailer, and it's it is that's the good thing about splitting up these shows on Netflix. Like they have had their own kind of tone and their own style to them. And I think this one looks just the same. And it's it's gonna be that ultra violent kind of <clears throat> heavy on the action and blood and whatever and but you've got some really good actors and Yeah, and, and I think 
the Netflix shows have been copping a little more flack recently. Some yeah. of those ones. Um, obviously, Iron Fist was not well received. Iron I don't Fist think wasn't great. the Defenders has been as well received as some of the others. Defenders was good. Defender, I thought Defenders was good. It had some down points, but I mean, again, Rotten Tomatoes, I think it ended up 70 something. 70 something, so, you know. So, But I'm looking forward to it because it's, it gets away from some of this supernatural stuff and puts us back in the real world a little bit. And I yeah. think it might work. But but I mean, they've, they've been there, they've, they've, they've done that. But it's it's the way that they're doing it. Like Luke Cage, for example, wasn't really supernatural stuff. It was just he had his powers from an experiment, whatever. But it was pretty well grounded. It was set, you know, all in Harlem. It, it was a lot. Um, uh, it barely ventured outside that neighbourhood. Didn't have yeah. the other characters come in very often. Like so, they've done that sort of thing before. But it's just again, this is a new style of that ultra violent stuff. That that this is the guy that solves his problems with his guns and. Yeah, you know, it's the counterpoint to Daredevil, who, you know, has to give everyone a chance. Justice has to be served, and all this sort of shit. So, yeah, it's going to be. I mean, I'm keen as. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward. To it. it looks really good. Yeah. All right, let's take a break and watch the trailer for "I Know What You Did Last Summer." The creator of Scream has done it again. I think he's dead. It was an accident. And the critics are hooked. I know what you did last summer is an edge of your seat thriller. Oh my god, this isn't happening. It's scarier than Scream. Ah! And will make you jump out of your seat. Help him, he's gonna kill us! Hang on for a wild terror ride. What are you waiting for? I know what you did last summer. Don't see it alone. Let it are. I know what you did last summer. From 1997. Directed by Jim Gillespie, who did the Stallone slasher flick Detox. Remember that? One of your favorites. I've been hunting for that for years. (laughs) (laughs) I can't find it anywhere. You were you. I thought it was Raved about the premise of that. I love the premise. Unfortunately, the execution (laughs) wasn't there, but the premise is great. Still, I'm still raving about it. It's produced by Neil H. Moritz, who does Fast and the Furious films, Eric Feig, who does the Wrong Turn series, <laughs> and Stokely Chafin, who did Freddy vs. Jason. Mm. It's written by Kevin Williamson, who does, who wrote Scream, based on the novel by Lois Duncan. It stars Jennifer Love Hewitt as Julie James, Sarah Michelle Gellar as Helen Shivers, Ryan Felipe as Barry Cox, and Freddie Prince Jr. as Ray Bronson. It was budgeted at $17 million and made $125 million worldwide. Now, Lois Duncan has openly stated that she hates this film because the filmmakers turned it into a slasher film. She especially detested it in the wake of her 18-year-old daughter's murder in 1989. Mm. So you can possibly see why she's not overly enthused by the, yeah. what they turned it into. Yeah. All right, Jared. Give it to me. Right. So... Obviously, we probably we'd had this on the list for a while, and we never really got to it. But the opportunity arose because the gentleman over at the um, Nostalgia Dance yeah. podcast covered it. Oh, one of my favorites. <laughs> Absolutely, they just ripped the piss out yeah. of it. I loved it. They covered it well, and um, so prior to listening, I thought, you know, fuck, this is my jam. I got to, I got to get on this. I haven't watched it in a while. So prior to listening, I watched it. And I was like, whoo, shit. <laughs> It's still to be damned indeed. Because, like, just to place it, Scream was obviously the film that got me into these movies, so this was right in the pocket where I was, like, (laughs) trying to discover everything. I had posters of this on my wall 
as a team. And I, I absolutely loved it. So going back was a little bit of a, a little bit of a kick in the kick in the teeth for me because it's not a very good movie. <laughs> it's polished. It looks really good. The setting's really good. The premise is pretty solid for just a you know a teen slasher flick. You can see why they turned it into a teen slasher and a bit of a whodunit. But unfortunately. I mean, it suffers from Friday the Thirteenth. If you're gonna have a who done it, we need a, we need to know the who before the last fucking ten minutes of the movie. You know, if you're gonna place it in that realm, you really kind of need to to give us an option to to actually pin it on. Same problem I had with Friday the Thirteenth, and I, I still have with Friday the Thirteenth when I go back for all the things I love about it. I just can't get past the fact that you you gave us a who done it, but didn't give us a who until yeah. until the end. Um, well, you didn't even. You didn't pay that off no. at all. So, yeah, it's. I'm going to give it a two. And I probably could. Some of that's nostalgia, no doubt. And, uh, but I think there is leg- some, some legitimate merits to this one. Like the, the premise, the way that it looks is, is done pretty well. But, yeah, it's, it's not good overall. Look, I'm a bit like you. And, and it was interesting because I listened to Nostalgia Be Dams podcast on it and i loved it and i I sort of started as they talked about it i started coming around to yeah is that yeah is it really not that good and i was a bit sort of i better watch this i better check it out and so that's why it's really out there and revised you're spot on mate it's not very good because they have all the elements in place to make a good slasher and at times it does come to life They've got major problems with characters. They've got major problems with acting. And you you deliver a heap of red herrings and then you pay none of it off. Yeah. Why am I even bothered? Why do I care? As you said before, we fucking dip the fishing net in, get a heap of red herrings, but then when you pay it off, we fucking caught a rusty old boot. (laughs) (laughs) Because it does not deliver on... A, a mystery element. Yeah. And just to sort of touch back to the novel, now the novel was more of a young adult book. Mm. It was not a, a like a fully flare. It was about 180 pages or something like that. It was more for your you know, young adult and teens. Yeah. And I believe that it is a similar premise and a similar mystery element, but they do pay it off. It yeah. is somebody that they've gotten to know. Yeah. Um, and it's not a slasher per se. It's more, you know, things are happening to them. Um, but it's not a, it's not a full of murders. And I think that could have worked, to be honest. But it just gets botched because yeah. they decide to go back to me, the least interesting killer. Yeah. Well, it's funny because the, it, it is very close to Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. In, in the sense that it's somebody that was related to somebody who they felt was done wrong and so they're taking it out on yeah. others. So, so I'm, at, I'm, at, I'm at two as well. I'm two out of five. With that in mind, let's get to the likes. Mm-hmm. I think it opens really well. I love that rock version of Summer Breeze. Oh, It's, it's gold. <laughs> Mate, You're the, gold. Uh, I was going to say that opening shot. Just two minutes, of, two minutes of waves crashing, beach, landscape, sunset. I'm sure there was a bluff. I don't, I'm not there exactly sure a what a bluff there is, but bluff. I'm pretty sure I saw a bluff. <laughs> mm. You would have been in heaven. I was. Yeah, I love was. shots like I that. I loved it. But it's actually a great shot how it sort of 
at the end of it, it sort of turns around and gets to David Egan sitting on the yeah, on the bluff. Exactly. I love that shot. I, it's accompanied by that song, which is you know in, in when it's when you normally hear that song, it's it's really up vibe and sort of you know. And this this bringing in the rock sort of version of it and slowing it down is really really good. Mm. It's a really strong way to start, and it's a, it's a really strong directorial move, like the way they do it. It's yeah, you know, it's obviously a um, like a helicopter shot or something yeah. like that, and, and it really really kicks the film off well mm. for me. Like I was really um, keen on the way it started. Yeah, I think Roger Ebert summed it up with the. Uh... The, the first shot of the movie is the best one, and it's, it's not a good sign. Yeah, it's not a good sign. Yeah. I do kind of like that the accident and the subsequent getting rid of the body and all that has kind of fucked up their lives. Mm. Like they they all had big plans, and now one year later, none of those plans have come to fruition. Yeah, well, that I, I, I kind of beat you over the head a little bit with it. Yeah, but. I think it, it's it's good that that's sort of, you know, although you never really get a sense about Barry. No, no, he's fine. Yeah, he's a fucking arsehole. He was an arsehole before, he was an arsehole <laughs> after. So everything's, everything's sweet with him. Um, yeah, it, it does, like, I mean, Sarah Michelle Gellar turns from um, Miss Hollywood kind of all smiles to a fucking shell of a person. Yeah. Like, who can't even pick up a bunch of bottles and get them on a makeup counter or yeah. whatever she's doing when you first come back to it. Yeah, so so that part of it... Um, it's not handled all that well, but I I agreed. I thought the the idea of starting off with that premise of what happens and how that kind of messes them up, it's a good idea. And and the way that they kind of grey up the morals of the characters, yeah. like Freddie Prinze is your supposed to be your kind of your good guy, and even he's just sort of uh, he's scared, so he comes around to to. Yeah, Barry's. let's cover this up, mm. you know, because he's, he's scared of what might happen. Um, and it puts a nice sort of what would you do kind of spin yeah. on things. It's got a massive... You know, his decision then weighs on Julie. She's yeah. she's She starts considering him when she thinks maybe yeah. we should do this, you know. It's got some so, nice little offshoots. Yeah. There's a massive dislike for me over the whole accident and the way they come around to what they end up doing. Oh, I've got a few, but... Um, <laughs> we'll get, we'll get to it, but it's it's it really takes away from that. That's yeah. the problem. Yep. Max uh, Max's death, the hook up under his chin and then drags him across the lobster pots or the crab pots. Yep. I liked it. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. It was probably the best death in the film. It was the best one, for sure. And I love the fact that everything's in sort of steamy, you know, sort of steamy, and he's looking through the steam and then you yeah. suddenly see the black sort of thing come through it. and Yeah. I actually remembered it being gorier than it was. Yeah. And it's kind of, I mean, it goes with the whole... Again, there's dislikes around it, but it's the best one, and it is kind of, uh, as you said, there's a bit of an atmosphere to it. The hook is kind of used for one of the few times in the movie to the effect that it kind of should be. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I thought that one was pretty good. I actually find the killer's costume to be all right too. Yeah, it's, it's a good look. Totally impractical. Yeah. Like yeah. you would never wear that shit out in the sunshine. That that whole sequence where she's looking for him in yeah. the crowd. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Like, why would anyone wear that shit in <laughs> the it, middle of the day? But it fits the setting because it's a fishing yeah. town and it's just a look that sort of works a yeah. little. Yeah. I just love the fact that he's got the sort of the, the, the collar sort of the collar up, put yeah. up so you can't really see his face. Yeah. You can see his eyes. That's about it. Yeah, and the hook is the hook's solid. Yeah. You know, 
for whatever reason, they shoehorned that stuff in at the start about the urban legend stuff and mentioned the hook, but, you know, which doesn't really work. But Well, it's kind of, it's tenuous. Yeah. But it's, I guess it's okay. Um, it's Paddy. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, called. a little bit. A movie that didn't require padding either. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so it was, uh, the, the look works. Yeah, it, looks it does. Fine. I do, really do like the sequence where he, the killer enters Helen's house. Do and you? then follows her upstairs. No, I just love the couple of the actual shots, the way they got it. There's the one where... was one shot. You see, <laughs> him, you see him actually standing in the, um, in the hallway in the dark, yeah. kind of with the shadow on him, and he's just closing the door. And then there's the bit where she walks back round, and as she comes around to the go up the stairs, the stairs. you just you see, see him, him walking into her room. That was about the only one that I. I, I thought a couple of those shots were okay. Yeah. Um, and there was a little bit of atmosphere to that whole sequence. Mm-hmm. And I really did like the sequence in the department store. Yeah, well, that that's the me, one that has some tension. That was the best one and for suspense me. to it. That was the best scene. Put it mile. this way, it was the closest I was to being invested yeah. for the whole movie. Um, the, the bit with the mannequin, yeah. even though you can tell it's him. Oh, it, it moves. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you can tell, but it does. It's effective. Like, it's really it effective. It is effective. It could have actually played out a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, but even after that, Sarah Michelle Gellar getting close she to the parade. She used the waiter like style thing. And yeah, yeah. And, and getting, you know, getting close to the parade. That's As I said, that was the closest I was to being invested and a little yeah. bit kind of Edge of the seat sort of stuff. Yeah. That was that was the only bit in the movie that really almost got there. Yeah. Other than that, mate, I didn't have anything else. Well, I had a couple. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna hail me down, but <laughs> Ryan Felipe is might, might be the biggest like of the movie. He is just in. He's just turned asshole mode up to eleven. He's in ripping form. <laughs> <according to you. laughs> he's, mate, he's he's gold, and. I've spoken to you about what's going to be one of my major dislikes about the way people treat each other in this movie, but he is just golden because he's supposed to be. Yeah. He is just, I mean, he's painted with that brush. He's a high school jock. He's immediately, when he comes in the movie, he's he's just about starting a fight with Johnny Galecki. He's calling people this and that. He's he's a fuckwit, mate. I could I couldn't have him. He is, but he's supposed to be. The moment he spoke, I just wanted to punch him in the face. But you are supposed to. But then I, after punching him in the face for the rest of the movie, I just wanted to bang his head into no, no. fucking But you're supposed to, and it was funny. You can buy that because it's funny. Yeah, look, you could. Look, you could. I could let him get away. When he look when when he causes the accident. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He causes the accident because he's had a skin full. He insists on putting his shit-ass mixtape on with the music. And he's out the window yahooing and carrying on. So he causes the accident. And then as soon as they stop, he gets about 10 seconds. My car! Jesus Christ, my fucking car! And it's like... I was. I started laughing, and then he's like, he's abusing Freddie Prince. Can't you see where you're going? Yeah. I, look, I like that because someone had to be... There's always that kind of role in there, and um, it, it's sort of they started throwing up the red herrings, and they were a bit clumsy with it. But with him, he was he was tagged with that brush. Yeah, he was playing that role that that, that I guess that you, stereotyped role. You that he didn't made. you you didn't not know his motivations. The, mm. the the thing about Ryan Felipe was there was never the question mark on oh, is he a, is it possibly him. Yeah, because it, it wasn't him because he was just a rampant prick from day yeah, yeah. one and never changed hands. But, but it was secondly, up there, they least. also sh- went away from him enough 
I guess he kind of was in there for fits and spurts. Like he, he yeah. didn't, he didn't, he wasn't on screen for so long. In fact, I think he probably only look at. It. He's dead by about the hour mark, isn't he? Ah, uh, yes. He's dead by about the hour There's mark. An hour and hour so he, he really like only gets probably thirty minutes of screen time. But he's got some classic work. What about oh, um, he's a massive prick. You know, Love Hewitt suggests we call the police. We don't have time for your fucking shit. <laughs> he's, just, he's, just in, he's in full on asshole mode, and it's majestic to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I also liked his um, his best line might be when they come back to see him after a year later. You two should check a mirror once in a while because you look like shit run over twice. <laughs> he's he's saying this to two absolute stunners. Yeah, <laughs> come on, mate. <laughs> Get some sense. Yeah, yeah. He's um, yeah. I, I was I was a big fan of of his efforts his in this movie. Like you said, you you can take it. It can it can go down the way that you took it, where you just couldn't stand it. But I was like, no, this guy's supposed to be like that, and I was getting entertainment out of it. I guess what they didn't do is try and sh- go that silly route of giving him sort of shades of grey. They just sort of went, no, this is he what he just is. He's just a prick. Oh, I love and every minute of it. I guess as far as performances go, he's probably one of the better ones. <laughs> well, let's not mince words, No mate. doubt, mate, he's one of the better he ones. He is no probably question. one of the better performances because... Yeah. He knows what he's... He hits the brief. Yep. You're a prick. Yeah. All right, no worries. Yeah, I can do that. I can go up. I'll, I'll turn it up a notch. As you said, there might have been a little bit of subtlety and nuance Yeah, involved, look, I think that they... From directorial standpoint, they could have toned it down a little You're bit. You're saying he should have come in at about a 7 yeah, instead of flying in. <laughs> he came in at about a fucking 15. He was just going off the moment we saw him. Yeah, it was good. I actually liked the, uh, the, the thing about David Egan... Um, turning up dead because it was the one. It was the one thing that sort of worked as a bit of a herring, bit of a, bit of a diversion, a bit of a herring, somewhat. The fact that he turns out to be a victim himself, essentially, that works for me. Uh, it's it, it comes with another dislike yeah. about the the, the, the accident, it, it, but it comes with a dislike too for the the machinations of what's been going on around the whole accident and everything. Mm. It's kind of ridiculous when you actually look at it, what went on. But I, I understand now. I do like the fact that Egan's kind of a herring. Um, even though you never well, actually meet him. Yeah, yeah. It's, he's kind of a he's, he's a shadowy sort of figure in this whole thing. But it's the fact that they think they killed the bloke. Yeah, yeah. And then it diverts they, away from who It diverts away, it. but then you kind of get some ideas. And you're, oh, David Egan's the one that was alive after they kicked him in the water, but it's never him at all. Yeah. You know? It's that he was also a victim of the same same thing, you know? Yeah. That, that kind of worked for me when that revelation came out. And obviously uh, they show you Egan at the start and he's dressed very similarly yeah, yeah. to the, the, Look, the person that he gets hit. I've got a huge, <laughs> I've got a huge dislike around the accident. <laughs> itching to get into it. Identification of the people yeah, involved. Yeah. But, yeah, we'll get to that. The last one for me was the way the killer got done in on the rope. Yeah. And getting his hand ripped off. Super convenient, but it worked. Yeah. It worked in the context of things. And also, just before he just before he gets hammered, he delivers that line of, you know, yeah. when you, when you when leave you a man for dead, dead, make sure he's dead. And yeah. I'm like, that that's pretty good. That's yeah. that's you can see that being delivered by a good Slasher, <laughs> so <laughs> they kind of, you know, they, they hit a couple of marks there. Let me let me throw this at you though. It's, it's that... also good advice for these particular bozos. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Yeah, if you ever run some poor bastard over, <laughs> make sure he's fucking run over him again. Run over him twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what though? Is that ship he's on the Titanic? It's fucking huge. <laughs> She is dead set. She is in a fucking maze down below. Yeah. She said, I've never opened so many doors in my life. Also, I don't know how he had time to collect all that fucking ice when he's running around chasing these these people around town. Had to load that up. It's a single man ship. He doesn't have a crew to do that for him. Maybe he gave him the day off. I don't know. You got anything else there, mate? No, no, that was yeah, it. That's right, straight into the dislikes. It was probably more likes than there should have been. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're looking a little Look, slippery now. I, I, I said, I said that um, Felipe was obnoxious and whatever, but yep. all the characters are unlikable. Everyone's an arsehole. From main, from the main four to all the secondary players, like including Sarah Michelle Gellar's sister. Yep. Galecki. Galecki's <laughs> an absolute bozo, that bloke. He's a cock. <laughs> my, um, favorite, my favorite is Anne Heche. Yeah. She is made an asshole because she's being assholed by the two assholes. Yeah, I know. It's really... She's a th- sympathetic character. Is, you make her an asshole to give us another herring. Like, is, 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 she's meant to be sympathetic. Yeah. She's meant to be sympathetic. But the moment she walks on screen, and again, I don't think it's. We get her a couple fault. of minutes of oh, you know, they start talking to her about her brother. Next thing you know, she's leering into the car window. Oh, yeah. funny how they, you know, yeah. funny how cars start. Like, and then the second time we meet her, she's coming knife. at them with a knife and stuff. Yeah, get off my property, oh, <laughs> mighty! You just you've botched and it. And like, looking like a you know distant cousin of the Sawyer clan. Yeah, or something yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit hanging out there. Well, they've made her the so house. they've they've made her so sort of frumpy. Yeah. And you're supposed to sort of be on her, not on her but side, yeah. but you're supposed to care about I mean, the fact that David Egan, who was her said, brother, was it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I mentioned Felipe worked for me because he was he was um, painted with that brush, but he was he was never anything but. Mm. Didn't have a nice line in the movie, <laughs> like. But Johnny Galecki, I mean. He gets a bit of treatment, and you you're supposed to think what you know. Oh, he's he's the the school. Kind of uh, outcast or yeah. something, but quite frankly, his approach to Jennifer Love Hewitt initially is fucking seedy and <laughs> creepy. Like you deserve to be told to piss off if that's how you, you know. She's basically said, um, "No, I don't want to drink. No, I, I'm not. You can't take me out." And he he persists. It's like get just go. Then when he gets called on, you know, he gets in a bit of a tiff or whatever. Later on, he's telling Freddie Prinze, who saved him from an ass-kicking, yeah. as far as I can tell, he's telling him, wipe that fucking shit-eating grin off your face. Okay, Johnny, you say you're an asshole too. Like- but the thing is, too, when he comes up to her initially, he says, you know, he's shooter on the house, and she goes, oh, I'm not really, you know, not really into it. And he goes, we should get together or whatever and oh, before you sure. go. And she goes, oh, look, I won't have time. And he says, but we've been friends forever. And I'm like... I'm not getting any of that. No. Oh, no. I'm, I'm getting you barely met. Yeah, you yeah. met tonight. She's doing everything bar looking at Sarah Michelle Gellar, giving it the... I mean, he's me. come over going, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leering yeah. and looking down at top. I mean, he's like, he's like, um, he's like it. He's fucking <laughs> drooling. And, hey, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he's, he craps on about how they've been friends forever and I'm like, it doesn't come across that way at all. And again... It could be poor direction because there's plenty of it. Um, yeah. 
But the bottom line is you don't sell the fact that Galecki and her know each other. Yeah. The other one for me, too, the most egregious for mine is... <laughs> <laughs> we go with the big words. Love you, it's an asshole. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, she comes back from town a year later and she's a prick. Her mother's flat out asking, are you on drugs? Because yeah. you're such a prick. She yeah. got, you know, when Freddie Prince, who is just kind of hanging around at this point, he just kind of latches on again and he's kind of harmless. He's just hanging around. I don't know what he's doing there, really. He says, um, she says, I don't blame you, but I don't want to know you either. Like, do we have to go straight out, straight out into just... And why didn't, uh, we're supposed to like somebody in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're supposed to like her. Now, yeah. I understand why we're getting to this point that they're, they're kind of unlikable because they're all sort of jittery on, on, on yeah, edge and, and everything. All, I get that. They've all been that. changed yeah. by this. But, but as you but, said, it's too, it's too much. Yeah, it's way too much. Yeah. Way too much. The other thing is, why didn't Julie just... She gets the note saying, I know what you did last summer. Shit. All right. Um, I'm, Mum and Dad, I'm just going to stay for a couple of nights. Then I'm going I'm back to college. A couple of nights. I'm hot foot and I'm just fucking packing a backpack and <laughs> running out the door. <laughs> Case closed. Oh, no, that's right. You get a trip to the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. I'll catch you next summer in another town. <laughs> <laughs> Bahamas, preferably. <laughs> now... The dialogue is pretty poor all mm. round. Apart from Felipe's carry on. Well, before you get into that, I had an extension of the assholes. Okay, you got, you got an asshole twist. Yeah, I got, I got a twist on the asshole. I got a twisted asshole. <laughs> um, basically, as I said to you, it suffers the same thing as Friday the Thirteenth with the with the setup that doesn't pay off. But the extension of that is that's why some of these characters are assholes, and no other reason that I can see. I mean, we to get, make them the potential yeah, killer. to make them... Like Johnny Galecki, that's A1 example. Bridget Wilson. I mean, she's just an absolute bitch to Sarah Michelle Gellar. Okay, so your sisters, but we don't get a, re- we don't get a sense of any reason why you are being a bitch and we don't get a, any sort of and you moment where own, you might not. You draw your another, own conclusions. Yeah, but there's another one like when, um, when they first meet up a year later again. Yeah. And Julie comes into the shop and says, "I need, yeah, it's I need Helen's New York number." Oh, she's over there at the counter, whatever. While they're talking, Bridget Wilson, there's a shot of yeah, her hovering. sort of hovering, walking off, and giving a dun, 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 yeah. kind of look, staring at them. And I'm like, okay, so that's why you made her such a bitch. That's yeah. another. It's another Cause, herring. Because only a bitch could kill someone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. Right. And um, as I said, Anne H as well. She was supposed to be somewhat sympathetic. But she's leatherface. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. I don't understand why. There's got to be something in there that we. There's got to be a character in there that we don't think is the killer at some point. The, the problem too is you draw your own conclusions on these characters. Yeah. Like I drew the fact from um, Bridget Wilson was that she was jealous of Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah. But the problem is their opening conversation is just one bitch to another. Yeah. It's exactly. kind of like. So who who am I supposed to care about here? Yeah, yeah. Which one do I like? Yeah, which one do I like again? None of them. Yeah. And then over comes Johnny Galecki going, yeah, <laughs> I mean, who's interested in a date? Yeah, come on. Johnny then, Galecki's the bloke from the birdie. <laughs> yeah, Glazer. Glazer. But you know what? The problem with Galecki too is why didn't we get a better opening sequence? Yeah. Where we get them perhaps having a chat. Yeah, I mean, if you got his kind of 
firing up at the blokes. After that, you get it. Okay, he's been treated like shit by these guys. Yeah. But the way he comes into the movie, you think he's lucky Freddie Prince didn't deck him too because (laughs) he was just leering and (laughs) lecherous kind of behaviour that was just And his whole, whole, he doesn't even sort of deliver a line that's not with that. Again, as you say, he might be the killer. So he's got to be this kind of off-kilter, not quite, yeah, you know, we're not sure if he's a good guy or not. Yep. But it's it, he's never a good guy. No. He's never got any good traits. No. So I can't I can't go, well, no, it can't be him. It's stupid. Like it's so stupid because yeah. all these characters are just mongrels. So I don't even care. Exactly. If one of them was the killer or not. But the dialogue, yeah. I mean, yep. it's bad. And, mm-hmm. and we're talking about a guy who wrote Scream, which is so well written. Yeah. You can just tell that this was written beforehand. Yeah. And I think um, the point's been made previously is it's that Scream made fun of all that, of all that stuff. And this is what it was making fun of, basically. Yeah. You know, all those tropes and, you know, those quirks of horror movies that we get that you laugh at and just think, ah, oh, that's so stupid. But you love the genre anyway. Mm. That, you know, that meta stuff in Scream was all this. But the problem, too, here is that there's no wit. No. There's no wit, there's, but there's not even quality dialogue. There's not even any Iconic real good, lines. Yeah, there's no that. conversations that have me invested in anything. And it's a real, it's a real bummer because the, the bones are there. We said that. The bones for an actual reasonable slasher film with a, more, a stronger plot yeah. were on offer. Yep. But this sort of shit just, we've just touched on two of the bigger issues. The characters are rubbish and the dialogue's no good. So how, <laughs> how can you have a movie that succeeds in that fact? Yeah. I mean, people will go, oh, but the Friday the 13th films, they don't have any good characters. We're not there for them. We're there for Jason. Yeah, but some of those don't succeed anyway. Yeah, that's so. right. But we're there for Jason. Jason's yeah. iconic. Yeah. This dude in the fucking slicker's <laughs> not iconic, yeah, mate. He's not quite there. I also never really noticed how tame it was. Lacking a bit of gore? Oh, it's lacking a bit of gore, but it's just, I mean, what it could have done was, what it could have done with was a few more kills. It could have been punched up in a couple of extra peripheral characters, that, you know, a couple of extra assholes hanging around <laughs> the scenery that just got knocked <laughs> off here and there. Because <laughs> it just, there were stretches where, as you said, you, you were just suffering through the dialogue and they were trying to figure out who was who or whatever, and it was just, it just didn't, didn't work. <laughs> The whole sort of Billy Blue stuff that oh, was thrown in there. I've got really head. ripped out of you one, mate. You wait. That is going to get some real pepper. So, yeah, it probably could have done with a bit of punching up of just peripheral characters being knocked off. or Yeah, possibly. Um, but, yeah, maybe the rating. Because even Johnny Galecki's stuff was shot in a way that you couldn't, you barely tell the blood was red. As you said, some of that was for atmosphere with the, the steam and whatever coming out, but... Some of it was just to cover up the, the sort of brutality of what was going on. Well, Sarah Michelle Gellar's is the classic one. Yeah. Pushing it back and forth between the things, the tyres. Yeah. It's all shot in this real shaky sort of style. You can't really see what's happening. Yep. Yeah, it's lacking a bit of gore. To be honest, the movie probably would have been 10 minutes shorter. Yeah. If you want, my honesty would have been six kills would have probably cut it in 90 minutes or 85 well, minutes. Well, I mean. That extra man, 15 minutes just, is dribble. I mean, you could just chuck one in. Two minutes or yeah. something. Like you, just, you, you, you could find a way, maybe not two minutes, but you could find a way to, to, to throw another sort of 
you can have one that doesn't involve anyone that you know. Yeah. Like, there's ways to sort of punch it up a little yeah. bit. I mean, it's been done many Produces times. Produces notes. Need more kills. Yeah. yeah. It's been done in slasher movies all the time. Yeah. They find just some random guy. I mean, classic example, Friday the 13th Part 5. The guy who's cleaning the hen house and jerking off <laughs> in the fucking bushes and gets killed after like two minutes. Jesus we don't God. even know who he is. That would be a classic <laughs> example. <laughs> Just an example. I think he's got it. Hey, Bazzy. Oh, jeez. Uh, okay. This is where I get, I get real. You have to swallow a lot to believe that you would take the, the, the approach they take after hitting Ben Willis yeah. on the road. Yeah. His, his response is, there's liquor all over the car. The police will never believe he was driving. But yeah. he was, you butt cakes. Yeah, yeah. They would have to prove that, he wasn't. that Felipe was driving. And you're sticking to the story, which, by the way, is the truth. Yeah, and if you get there quick enough, you've got blood alcohol levels. You've got yeah. all that sort of shit. Oh, okay, so Felipe, blow into this bag. <laughs> <laughs> You're clean. <laughs> yeah. The story checks out. Uh, you get the four. The, the, they, they split the four of them up. They go, right, Felipe, you had a bloody alcohol level of bloody fucking zillion. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, were you driving? No. The person who was driving was Ray. Ray had a blood alcohol level of zero. It's the truth, though, you dick sticks. <laughs> what a fucking story, you idiots. God. The other thing, too, and... Um, again, the guys at Nostalgia Be Damned had a big problem with this one, and I was just, when they mentioned it, I was just like, yes, thank God you got on this one. But uh, it's manslaughter. We're all going to fry. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> if it's fucking manslaughter, <laughs> the driver might be in some strife. The rest of you are probably going to get off unless you decide to dump the body. Then you're all crooks. <laughs> <laughs> at that point, you've all decided to conceal. You have gone up to me. You've actually gone to murder because, by the way, he was still alive when you pushed him into the water. So you thought, you guys doubled down. You say, no, we don't want manslaughter. We want fucking murder. We want murder. You trumped up your own charges, you fucking idiots. (laughs) But yeah, what? You know what the other thing is? The guy was walking across the fucking road in the dark. No jury in the world is convincing you of manslaughter. Especially if the story, which is correct, <laughs> checks out that Ray was driving. Yeah, exactly. It's fucking open and <laughs> shut. This movie's over in 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah it's open and shut case. Sorry. You, <laughs> you, you idiots made the wrong call on that one. But you dumped the corpse. The other thing I liked. He was wasn't even a corpse. What the fuck am I saying? <laughs> oh, my God. The Jesus. other thing you... Um, well, that's the other funny part, bringing up the end of the movie, too, when... um. When we finally get it revealed that it's Ben Willis and he goes, shouldn't you kids be out, you know, doing what you do, murdering people? Yeah. And I'm thinking, mate, you're alive. <laughs> so I might, you know, I might be splitting hairs. No, he said- we didn't murder you. You're still alive, you fucking idiot. Initially he says, running over people. Yeah, yeah. Getting away with murder. That's well, it. no, no, hang on. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, Sorry, murder's off the table, pal. You're speaking to me. <laughs> We're getting away with manslaughter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fuck it. Hit and run at, at a minimum. <laughs> oh, look, I'm not expecting a smile but and a handshake yeah. to, to, to fix this up. We're, we're all oh moving my God. on. I am just, I'm beside myself here because not only have you guys gone from manslaughter to murder, 
But you've also got hit right on the table too. Yeah, you yeah. got them both. He's kind of, yeah, as I said, it's... Leaving the scene of an accident. <laughs> There's fucking a thousand charges. kidnapping and assault. <laughs> it's sort of... Um... You cocksmokers have gone... <laughs> These cocksmokers have gone from, gone from one charge that easily gets bartered down because it's, it's basically an accident. To murder and half a dozen other charges. Accessory. Accessory to murder. <laughs> Fucking, what do they call it, bloody? Well, get yourself a good lawyer and you're not even looking at time, <laughs> Freddie, you idiot. I don't have money. You don't need money. You just need to go to the cops and fucking get your alcohol level taken. Coin. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, they could have Johnny Cochran at the other side of the coin, and he's not even taking that yeah, case. Yeah. He's going, "What's that? You pleaded the murder? Oh, that's a day's work." <laughs> <laughs> you stupid bastard! You went up. The other funny thing too is, um, Helen is uh, when someone mentions it's a deer, she says, "I hope we didn't kill it." Like she's racked with guilt. But then when they they discover it's a person that is, they think killed. <laughs> She couldn't jump on the dump the body wagon quick enough. <laughs> oh, sh- Ooh, it's not a deer, it's a human. <laughs> oh, lucky. Thank <laughs> <laughs> oh, God for that. We oh. might have been up with deer slaughter. <laughs> oh, man. The it's other just... thing, too, is, uh, is his face all busted up. Yeah. We don't see any Look, scars on him later seriously, either. How did we not establish that it wasn't David? I established that. Just from the two seconds that we got him laying on the side of the road with the blood all over his face, I was thinking, that's not the same bloke that was sitting on the cliff. It's supposed to be. Oh, my God. Oh. So, look, once they saw the yearbook photo, I would have thought someone would have nudged someone else saying, we sure that's the same bloke? I mean, even if, even if we hit him with a car, oh, look, I think doesn't it, age him 50 years. <laughs> I think it was him. He just looks 25 years older and three inches taller. <laughs> I think he might be 25 pounds heavier. Yeah, look, when we hit oh, him... Oh, it's it, <laughs> When we hit him, it might have stretched him out. <laughs> he looks a bit taller. <laughs> it's a shambles. It is a shambles. Yeah. And you have to swallow so much to take that in that... I think it would have been better to believe they had hit somebody, but they could not be sure, and they didn't <coughs> dump the body, but it still fucked up their lives. Yeah. Do you know what or I mean? The like, body was, or that they hit it close to the edge on the other side of the went road. Off the cliff. It went off the cliff, or they thought it went off the cliff yeah. or something like that. It might have worked a bit better. The other thing that I've got an issue with is that you're telling me that they checked the bloke's pulse. They carried him to the car, drove to the pier, which is presumably a couple of minutes. And he least. didn't wake up? <laughs> Carry him down there and they got no hint he was alive. No breath, no nothing. Did you go, I was going to say, if I passed out for five minutes, minimum, I'm cutting one. Somewhere along the line, you've got to know I'm alive. So I think the corpse just cut one. The other problem too is... That sequence where he grabs her, the um, crown. The crown. Yep. It has, quite frankly, the I started laughing when it goes, she goes, "Oh shit, my crown!" and it cuts to a shot of his hand going and disappearing. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, "Fuck you, you prick!" But the classic old jump scare too. This is a bloke that's been run down by a car and fucking passed out for forty five minutes. Now, and he goes, <laughs> and "Lunches!" Instead of waking up, going. 
Oh, shit. Where am I? Jared, I watched a show the other day called An Hour to Save Your Life, which shows <laughs> yeah. fucking paramedics dealing with people on the spot after a car accident. Yeah. The bloke had a like, busted pelvis. He was bleeding internally, and they raced him to hospital. He was on the verge of death. Yeah. Are you telling me that this movie's trying to say <laughs> this clown got... And he got hit hard. He got hit. He went right over the car. So, yes, what I'm saying is that if he lunges, he's at least going, Oh, I've got broken pelvis. <laughs> yeah, I'll get you out of here when I'm fucking... When I've had my bloody pelvic bones all pinned together. Oh, good God. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot to cop. Even for, like, these movies are the ones where you really... Your disbelief has to be strangled, <laughs> put in a box and sat on. But this was just too much. This takes it too far with that entire sequence because you would know that the police, I mean, they wouldn't even have time to check blood alcohol. Like, by the time yeah. they even got up there... Yep. Your story's staying the same. Yes. Ray was driving the car. This guy walks across the road with no lights. Now, the police have a quick look. They see that there was actual, you know, skid marks. Yeah, they see that Ass Hat has fucking <laughs> blood from the victim on his head because he was in the top of the yeah. fucking car. Yeah, that's right. So, it's too hard, too much to swallow, and it's really badly done. And yeah. it just, it does away with anything. And to have him say, oh, they'd never believe he was driving. Why not? Yeah. He was. Yeah, yeah. And as you Dogs. said, if you are telling, if you've got four people that were there and everyone's story is straight, the burden of proof is on the police. <laughs> yeah, they've you. got to make it. They've got to have something that says, no, nah, you were definitely driving. Exactly. By the way, we've also got Max. Max's yeah, testimony. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, came yeah. across them on the road. Yes. And they had hit somebody. Yes. Oh, Barry was driving. Oh, Barry was going to By the way, Bazza was all over. He's going to burn. Okay, they these guys are desperate to keep this a secret. Yep. Yet they speak loudly in public <laughs> places about murder, <laughs> and not once they talk about how they took it up from manslaughter. Yeah, but it's a fishing town. <laughs> they might, people think they're talking about the fish or something. <laughs> it's ridiculous. They're in this hospital room, crapping on at the top of their lungs about how yeah. they they killed somebody. Yeah. Probably not the best approach to keeping a, a secret. No. They want to have this mystery element. We talked about this before. They want this mystery element. They throw all these red herrings into the mix, you know. Mm. Max is a red herring. Um, Elsa's a red herring. Missy's a red herring. Ray's a red herring at one point. Yep. But well, then the you, whole movie. But you don't pay off. No. You give us the, the bog standard, the guy you hit. Ten minutes from the end. We've never seen him. We know but nothing of him. I could have copped the guy that you hit if it wasn't. Like, it's hard in a way to make it work with it being her father without introducing the father somewhere along the line because that one's kind of obvious in a way. But, I mean, the uh, the approach of not knowing who it was. like You only find out it's Ben Willis. Ten minutes from yeah. the end. It is. Yeah. Or, well, she gets the name Ben Willis prior. Yeah. Like five minutes before that, but then we get him on the boat, and it's like, right, eh? But the bottom line on all that on is the, though, on the SS, the SS, <laughs> on the fucking, love boat, yeah, on the love boat, or bloody, oh god. <laughs> yes. But the thing is, Jared, it should have been one of the four. Yeah. To me, that's payoff. 
Well, it would have made a bit more right, sense. Right. Uh, it would have made a bit Barry, more sense. Definitely. So, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Well, he just couldn't made... contain his anger. He's <laughs> such an arsehole that he's going to start killing people. <laughs> no. Yeah, but it would have made more sense because somebody's got to talk. You're going to yep, ruin my yep, life or yep, something like that. Yep. The yep. length of the movie causes that to be problematic too, but... At but least what it could have been there, is you know? the police are reinvigorating the case a year later. Well, they, there's, there's many avenues they could have taken. Them. Yeah, but the, my idea, my thinking would be his body washed up and they realise it, it is a hit and run yeah. and they, 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 they reinvigorate after a year. And, of I'm course, surprised. they're all back in town for summer. But then, and then one of them realises these others are going to talk. As you they said, have though, to but die. Then, then that's you immediately then get more murders because you get a cop who's, yep. who drops Looking a bit of, it. oh, we found a bit of evidence that might lose blah, blah, blah. Killed. So you get killed. You start, like, there's ways to go with that that, that work. Yeah, there's, there's a number of ways they it could seems have like It would have made, made more sense if it was one of the four because you kind of you get this core group and then you've got to... People's and you've got a switch. You got a switch. You got yeah. a you got a late twist. Problem is, you got to make people likable. Yeah. The movie then needs to fix its characterization. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah, a lot of work. Yeah, a lot of, yeah. There's a lot, a lot of work. work. They're talking that, about doing a remake, and I think I noticed they were going to ditch everything. The book, this movie. Yeah. Basically, the premise is the same, but none of these characters would be in it. Yeah. So start all over, and I'm telling you now, you need to have. One of the hearings pay off because if you're not going to do that, you know what? I look at something like Sorority Row, yeah. which is exactly the same film yeah. but does it much better. Yeah, they, those characters are despicable as well, but the girl, the main girl, is likable. I mean, it's hard to look. It's hard to get it right. It's hard to take a whodunit and get it right yeah. as well as something like Scream did. But you don't have um, to get it 100% right, but you've got to give yeah. it something. But the, the, the thing is, to me, it's worse to, to make it, oh, it's just someone that you didn't know. Yeah. That's, that's lazy. That, because that takes the fun out of it. It's like, unless you're just throwing out random theories of, oh, it could, be, it could be a dad. Well, fuck, if it could be a dad, it could be fucking some other bloke's brother or someone else's. Put it this like, way. There could be other people. If it's, not, the if it's not someone that's in the movie up to that point, I'm yeah. disappointed. Friday the 13th was, was you got away with it because yeah. it was 1980 and what they were actually selling. It was an FX piece. It what they were selling a, was. It was, a, it was essentially, it was a, a, a um, uh, exploitation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they were selling the special effects, yeah. right? 1997, after po- quite possibly the best slasher movie ever, delivered the year before with an ass-kicking ending that nobody saw coming. Yeah. And you deliver this a year yeah. later, written by the same guy? Yeah. No, not good enough. Just not good enough. No. It's, it's basically laziness. Right. Tell it like it is. There's a whole sequence, and this is what I mean about this whole red herring stuff. All, that entire sequence with Missy, the first time we meet her, mm. it's just, it's daily exposition, mate. Yeah. The whole scene exists to explain to us yep. what happened to David Egan. Yeah, and as I said, this, this woman's supposed to be sympathetic. These people have attempted to break into her house. They start talking about her brother, who we know that they, we think, well, who we think is their brother. They've killed him, or... <laughs> Man, the job. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they broke his pelvis yeah. and then drove away. <laughs> but then they, as I said, they turned her into an a hole as well. So it's all just it's all muddled. Yeah, it doesn't the hearings? You know, I could do with somebody being in the movie that has you know more than two lines of dialogue that isn't a herring. Yeah, there's got to be somebody. In there. there wasn't though. No, there wasn't. 
And I think, unfortunately, the whole reasoning behind how it happened. So David Egan killed Susie Willis in a car accident. Mm. Then Ben Willis killed David Egan. Yep. And then they ran over Ben Willis. <laughs> I mean, it sounds absolutely preposterous and it sounds ridiculous. preposterous and lots of coincidence involved. <laughs> yeah. But it, 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 and I just think it, I don't like, I mean, I'm not sure if the word convoluted is the right thing, <laughs> but it just seems to be, it's too much. Like, it's a slasher film, for God's sake. Yeah, look, see, I liked it because it served that purpose of, at the end of it, it's like, oh, shit, it wasn't David Egan. Yeah. Although we kind of suspected because David Egan wasn't the 50-year-old man that <laughs> was laying in the middle of the road after the, you know, 20-something man sitting on the bluff that didn't look like him. Yeah, speaking of convoluted. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I actually, I thought that, story-wise, that was the one twist part of it that actually worked, oh, especially in the absence of someone who actually did it. I thought that was the setup for the knockout punch of here's the killer. Unfortunately, there wasn't a lot of there knockout punches knockout. that landed. That was, a, that was a quick jab and then you got a swift uppercut yourself <laughs> and two minutes later and you, you're done. Um, I must say, the whole Billy Blue situation is just mm. fucking nonsense. It is nonsense and the fact that we wait 20 minutes to hear, and then we hear Sarah Michelle Gellar going, maybe Blue's not his surname. <laughs> of course it is, that you fucking idiot. The moment she said it was Billy Blue, I'm going, that's been made up. You can hear him saying it too. What's your name? Oh, Billy Blue. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just, uh, it's another one where it seems like some time should have been taken up with them tracking down Billy Blue. Yeah. But none of it was. No. But the fact that they're, they're, they're 20 minutes later going, oh, I don't think it's his real name. <laughs> Are you serious? You spent 20 minutes thinking Billy Blue's a possible suspect <laughs> in this crap. You think it's a And then they see his boat, remember? Yeah, see his yeah, yeah, that's oh, right. Oh, shit. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's pretty poor. And look, just to get to Freddie Prince, I know we touched on the acting It pretty much is Pretty bad mm. all round. Felipe gets his gets his bits in because look, he's, he gets the job done. But he gets he, he's allowed to go loose. He's, he's just allowed to cut yeah, loose. Yeah. Um, Jennifer Love Hewitt's probably the next best in a pretty mm. average cast. <laughs> yeah. Um, although I think if Anne H had been given a little bit more sympathy, she yeah, would she have been all right. right. Yeah. But Freddie Prince, I love the man. I do. I love yeah. him. And in the right role, he can be okay. He's he's atrocious. He's <laughs> atrocious. His delivery at times is. What's your favourite line? Oh, my favourite line was without question. I got a letter. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? <laughs> well, I can tell you, it wouldn't have been from your fucking acting agent. <laughs> yeah, he's just. Oh, he's just. He's really robotic, and there's no real... Like, I know this is not a character piece, because it's not. It's no. not very well done characterised at all. But he just does not help it. No. Because he's acting so off. It's just not quite there. He's and Sarah actually, Michelle Gellar's pretty bad, too, yeah. to be honest. Look, she, as I said, she was okay for me, and she was the... The thing... The, the, the issue for me was the, the whole... The change in the character was just... On the nose. Yeah. Like, you know she's supposed to go into a shell a little bit and whatever, but it was just one extreme to the other. Um, but, yeah, he was... It was hard to take because the the worst lines are the, at the times when you kind of needed them to be good to sell some, as you said, pretty average dialogue. Hmm. 
when the dialogue's average and the delivery is worse, <laughs> it's, not, it's not a good mix. <laughs> um, yeah, he's actually it. better in the sequel because he's kind of just like, he's just down the line kind yeah. of all business. He's barely, he barely has to be in it, but he's more serious. Yeah, like, yeah. and he delivers better the in the sequel. sequel. Is rubbish. Uh, even though he, <laughs> he didn't want to be in the sequel at all. Really? But he's, he's not good. He's yeah. not good. No, he's not. I just think the, the last thing I know that in slasher films, the you last, know, fuck, I've got about ten. No, more, sorry, no, 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 I haven't got to my last. I'm close though. I know that in slasher films, the old cleaning up, cleaning up a crime scene quickly and removing blood <laughs> and evidence is always on the cards. But this one this is just is world class. Uh, he's all time. <laughs> he steam cleaned that oh, fucking boot. There, there was water everywhere. Yeah, yeah water, blood. And, but you, and you're also supposed to cry again that nobody saw him when a second <laughs> after she opens the boot, someone's like steaming past, going, boo, 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 get off the road. <laughs> you, know, you don't hear anyone, but you can imagine that's what they're yeah. doing after that. But also, where's he putting it? Well, I wanted to see, you know, in my head, I'm going through. Someone's walking the dog and here's this bloke in a slicker <laughs> picking up a body. Oh, don't just fucking stand there. You just make yourself useful and grab a couple of crabs at least. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, someone looks over there walking the dog and he's just... Boom, he's steam cleaning the boot of someone's car. <laughs> but he also has the good sense to place back everything that was in there as it was before. They don't even open the boot and go, Ooh, smells like seafood in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pine fresh in there, mate. <laughs> He's had one of those little bloody trees, you know, that smell good. He- it's it's like he's been there to car lovers or something. Yeah, but he also does it with Barry, too. After he offs Barry... He manages to... Oh, there's a small uh, dollop of blood. Oh, not much. Ah. <laughs> the cop doesn't see it. <laughs> but yeah, that was kind of... The funny thing about that one was in the absence of anything really iconic, that was the iconic scene. Mm. Oh, the body's disappeared and she's yelling, you know, what are you waiting for? And all... When you watch it back now, it's like, that's all you're thinking of. How did you get that done? Yeah, it's tragic. <laughs> it is tragic. It is. It's pure tragedy. Because the I'll other get... thing too is it's a wide open street. She's got to run. But like, there are houses both sides. Yeah, yeah, she's running a fair distance though to get to the side of one of those houses. And the houses are spaced apart. There doesn't seem to be a lot of fencing. <laughs> so he's, oh shit, I've only got about 20 seconds. Like you can probably see him in the background. <laughs> Racing off, sli- you know, the slicker flapping in the breeze while he's trying to get out of there pretty quickly. Oh, uh, it's just not a good move. Like, it no. should have been cut. Yeah. It's not an, it's not an essential. Yeah, yeah. Um, or it could have fact- been, look, if it was going to be something like that, it should have just been a head or something that could have been removed in that amount of time. But not only do you have the whole body, you've got a fucking boatload of crabs as well. Oh. Uh, it's just so silly. Yeah. And then my final dislike for me is why did she get on Willis's boat? Why didn't she just step around, Ray, and run back the other Isn't way? Isn't the parade still going on? No, but they're down on the, they're down on the boat launch, yeah, mate. Yeah, but fuck, the boat launch was two seconds away from the parade because Felipe jumped off the... Jumped off the float and chased that bloke onto the bloody pier, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. So it's all pretty close together. They love a parade. But he goes, shh, child, get on the boat. <laughs> it's so 
And she does. I mean, I'm thinking, this is why you cocks went from manslaughter to murder, you dummy yeah. bastard. You'll go anywhere. Yeah, decision making. <laughs> you people need to make smarter choices. I know you're teenagers, but come on. That's... It's, oh, I just don't understand why she does it. I also don't understand why he's backhanding Ray instead of oh. using the, the, Look, the hook. When you had two chances to get the job done. I think the nostalgia would be damn guys. Touched on that as well. Like yeah, he just yeah. he seems to not know how to use when the thing. you've nailed him twice upside the head with the opposite side of the hook, I mean, if you can't get the job done there, that's why you're not in the upper echelon, <laughs> mate. <laughs> if you cannot get it done there... I mean, you can spritz a car boot like it's going out of fashion, but you can't put some like the bloody death with a hook. Uh. <laughs> yeah, not good enough. Uh, not, not good not enough. On. What else you got? Uh, I've got a few. I've... I've got to backtrack a bit, I suppose. I probably should have jumped in a little more, but one of the things that got me is when Felipe's running down the street after he's been chased down down by the gym, mm. it's another case of just not... A, to me, it's just poor directing. Mm. You can shoot that, and so it doesn't make it seem so stupid that he doesn't run off the road. Yeah. Because one side of it you can see is the water, but the problem is the other side is clearly... Like you see where he runs past the servo and that. You quickly dash between those poles. You got fucking 10 to 15 <laughs> clear space, mate. And if you are a college-level quarterback, you're taking out. You're taking that 10 seconds and getting out of there. They're not catching you. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a, that, one, that one was uh, very, very bad. That was poorly shot. And why doesn't one. he kill him? Uh... I know he's messing because with them. Because if he killed him at that point, we would have only had three characters for the next yeah. half hour of the movie. I mean, the problem is he toys with them. And this yeah. is where the, the, the novel's teen roots sort of come in. Yeah. This is what the novel did. He yeah. toyed with them. They were all sort of threatened. They were all sort of something was done to each of them, but no one was actually killed. Yeah. And it seems like that's there as a padding element. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't make sense. Cutting her hair? Well, that was kind of... Again, that could have been played for something a bit scarier if there was a reason for her to still be alive because she's killed the next day. So I don't really get you. I don't really get your plan here. And, uh, and by the way, her father, he's not fucking... <laughs> with the lights were on, but no one was home there, I think, in the chair. I think the... I mean, I he couldn't even see it by... Six foot five well, guy to slick well, that's what I was, when, when I saw that scene again, I was like, why the, why'd they put that in there? Oh, that's right, because the bloke walks in the door and we're supposed to buy that he doesn't, he's so oblivious that he doesn't get it. But you know anyway. what, though? The better shot would have been the, the same, same shot that we got when Sarah Michelle Geller comes in and says hello to Dad and he's just sitting locked up in the chair like he's dead or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the same shot, but the killer standing there and just sort of turning his head and looking. And then moving on, showing like that, that you know I, I can I can get yeah, at you yeah. anytime, anywhere. Yeah, you know, it doesn't yeah. matter that your father's here. Yeah, poor old dad and useless prick. <laughs> 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 you know, one of my other favourite lines from Freddie Prince, and I never really I got a letter. Is that it? <laughs> I, never, I never had an issue with this until I watched it this time around, and I thought, hang on a minute, when he says to them, they start talking about at the point where you said, oh. Maybe his name's not Billy Blue, and he starts kind of scrambling. Yeah. And he says, "Listen to yourselves. You sound like a bunch of vigilantes." When they, their plan finally is, we'll, we'll trap him and get him. Yeah. 
I'm sorry, but when did we get back on the moral high horse after we dumped a fucking dead body? <laughs> it's only, it's only, we're only a year removed. Yeah. I hang, you sound like a bunch of vigilantes. We, we better take this to the police. <laughs> Should we? Well, you got our mo, mate. You gotta take it to the police now. Yeah, too late, mate. <laughs> that ship sailed, mate. And um, see, another way around it could have been that you know the police botched the investigation. Yeah. And saw it as not, it was not a hit and run. It was a, you know, because if he'd have fallen off the cliff, we wouldn't have this problem. No. Because we would have just said, well, his body washed up. They believe it's a drowning or yes. a suicide. What about his face? Oh, it was so mashed up. We couldn't <laughs> tell if he was 50 or 20. <laughs> <laughs> it's David Egan. Can, some, can somebody confirm that? It's David Egan. <laughs> just chuck him in the ground and let's move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the other one too that really troubled me was when Barry gets killed. I actually kind of liked that scene to start with because that that girl singing next to yeah. Sarah Shelgill it was really bad, and you kind of get a bit of a giggle, and then it kind of shocks you back into oh, there's the the bad guy. Why is the audience reaction to surround her and restore her, her yeah. and tackle her or something? She's saying up there, up there, yeah. like pointing. Sorry, we're not, nobody's looking up there. They're just mugging and kind of trying to wrap her up for some oh, reason. Oh, man, and then the I cop strolls in. What's going on here? <laughs> and, of course, he turns out to be an ineffective bloody buffoon as well. <laughs> later on, he starts crapping on in the car to about something. Yeah, I can't remember what it is. The hook-handed was... killer or something, that's right. Yeah, He's just on. being a flog. Which is, yeah, no, <laughs> no small feat amongst this flog. <laughs> to stand out as a flog amongst, amongst this bunch. <laughs> you're, right, you're right up there, mate. Oh, man. Yeah, that was... Oh, I had a real problem with that one. Anything else? Um, no, that was really... Oh, the stinger at the end. Bullshit. <laughs> that was real bullshit. We knew... It, we sort of knew it was coming, and I still know. I was thinking, oh, yeah, that's all right. But, then, but you know what? But you didn't the need the stinger. You no, still have the really. open ending because um, the bloke says, oh, his body will wash up I was going to say, did you, did you people not check again that he was actually... <laughs> his body will wash up. They always do. Yeah. And it should have just been left there. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, just a shot of the slicker on the beach or something like that and some hand picks it up. I don't know. There's ways to get around it without that rubbish. <laughs> oh, I had one And I think more. they just sort of retcon all that, don't they? For the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. sequel, it's kind of like she's having bad dreams. Yeah, but then they do the same thing. Oh, that's right. And then Brandy's in her closet. Yeah. In the middle of the night, <laughs> getting clothes. It's like two o'clock in the morning and I've, I've yeah, yeah, been involved in a mass murder investigation last year. <laughs> you insensitive <laughs> No, the, the last one I had Oh, by the way, just sidebar, I think Mickey Fife is the bigger fuck with <laughs> than Barry. Yeah, in Barry's funny. Mickey Fife, Fife is not as funny. fucking terrible. Yeah, the last one I had, and it's kind of not really a... I guess it shouldn't be specific to this movie, but it was kind of problematic when I looked at it, was the scene on Dawson's Beach where they're, you know, um, talking. Talking about the hook hand. Talking about the hook hand and that, and then they sort of split off and, you know. I'm going to hook you. Oh, my God. We run that boy. (laughs) (laughs) But Jennifer Love Hewitt sort of sits down and kind of, you know, starts stripping off. Do they? And Prince goes, are you sure? And I looked at that and I thought, I get what's going on here. This is the classic Hollywood, oh, he's the good guy, so he doesn't want to rush her into sex. But when you watch it in this context, I'm sitting there going, 
Okay, so we're supposed to believe that the good guy is the one that asks for consent. <laughs> it's fucking troubling, mate. <laughs> it's very troubling. <laughs> everyone else, everyone else just takes that point. I looked at it and I was like, oh man, that's really bad. In in hindsight, yeah, like, just looking. Not even in hindsight, just you know, looking at it with. I would guess looking at it in context of today as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it, just, it, it would certainly it certainly looks doesn't look good. Yeah, and I get as I said, I get where it came from. It was always supposed to be. It's a classic Hollywood staple. Oh, I don't want to rush it and all this sort of stuff. But that particular wording, <laughs> they could have just gone for exactly what you just said. Yeah, I don't want to rush you. you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, but to say, are you <laughs> sure? <laughs> I'm just, I'm looking at the, you know, he's the counterpoint to Barry. He's just the world. He, he, he's a hard charging straight in there, man. So we're you're meant to assume that he's also just, you know, <laughs> going down that route, which well, is. Well, also, the, the other thing trouble, about that scene is, again, it's another one of those exposition dumps yeah, yeah. as they talk about their futures. Yeah. You know, and they sort of. Really clumsily, Ray. How about you? Yeah. No, I got none. Don't worry about uh, Ray. Ray, you'll be sitting in coffee houses <laughs> in somewhere. I can't remember what she says about Ray. In fact, that's the thing about Ray. He was such a nothing character. I, I didn't really remember what his future was supposed to be. Ray, uh, you shouldn't be in the sequel. <laughs> You're good looking enough to show up. Uh, you're back. All right. Is that it? Yeah, that's me done. Yeah, that's. I know what you did last summer. Very disappointing. Yeah. I think it's a fair way to, to sum it up. Yeah, I was I was a little bit disappointed. And, and, and As again, I said, I used to love this movie. Loved yeah, it. I, I loved it too. Nostalgia Be Damned, the Nostalgia Be Damned episode was what sort of put me onto it. Making me start to look at it again. Yeah, well, think as I about said, it because we'd had it on the we'd had it on the on the to do for a while, but it yeah. just kept sort of get being pushed back, pushed back, and then when that came on, I thought, yeah, I've got to watch it again. And yeah. Man, I, just, I watched it twice in the last week. Shh. Far out. Woo. Thanks for that. You've had a run. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's, I know what you did last summer. We will get to the sequel. And will it's, we? And the third. We'll get to the third. Do, no, we won't get we'll to the third. We'll definitely You've got to get find to it, it, mate. I know, but we'll find it. Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. It's, seen, it's yeah, absolutely yeah. tragic. It's, it's trash. It's shocking. It's like the sequel is bad, <laughs> but the third one is just. third one is probably oh, the worst. I, I don't even know what it's about. <laughs> What you could have done with some Jack Black. <laughs> and that's saying something. When you, when you don't want Jack Black in your sequel, but you'd like him in the third, you got trouble. Yeah. Okay. If you want to get in contact with us, send us an email at thrillme at ionet.net.au. Like us on Facebook, Thrill Me Podcast Australia, or on Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. Next episode, Ali put this out to us a couple of weeks back. It's 1987's Robocop. Awesome. I'm, I'm really keen on that. Haven't seen it in a long time, but I know it's a it's a winner. Mate, I talked about watching the series so many times on here, I thought we'd actually done it. <laughs> so it should have been done sooner, to yes. be honest. Exactly. Yeah, we're a little bit behind the eight ball there. We really should have got to this. Because this, yeah. to me, this one, I feel, could be right up there with the, the top, the top echelon. Mm. But until then, uh, take it easy, and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.